0: Chapter 57 of The Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas Translated by Henry L. Williams This, LibriVox, recording is in the public domain. Debtor and creditor Now that we have renewed our acquaintance, let us converse, said Cogliostro. Yes, replied the cardinal. About the money you wrote of, it was a pretext, was it not? no monsieur a serious matter as it concerns a sum of five hundred thousand francs the sum which you lent me cried the cardinal growing pale yes monseigneur i love to see so good a memory in a great prince like you the cardinal felt overwhelmed by the blow at last trying to smile he said i thought that joseph balsamo had carried his debt with him to the tomb as he threw the receipt into the fire monseigneur replied the count the life of joseph balsamo is as indestructible as the sheet on which you wrote death cannot conquer the elixir of life fire is powerless against asbestos I do not understand said the cardinal you soon will replied Cogliostro producing a folded paper which he offered to the prince he before opening it cried my receipt yes Monseigneur, your receipt but I saw you burn it true i threw it on the fire but by accident you had written on a piece of asbestos so that the receipt remained uninjured among the cinders monsieur said the cardinal haughtily for he thought this a proof that he had been suspected believe me i should not have denied my debt even without this paper therefore you were wrong to deceive me i deceived you yes you made me think the paper was destroyed to leave you the calm enjoyment of five hundred thousand francs but sir why have you left such a sum for ten years unclaimed I knew, monseigneur, that it was safe. Various events have deprived me of my wealth, but, knowing that I had this sum in reserve, I have waited patiently until the last moment. And has that arrived? Alas! Yes, monseigneur. So that you can really wait no longer? No, monseigneur. You want it at once? If it please you to pay it. The cardinal was at first silent through despair. Then he said in a hoarse voice, Monsieur le Comte, we unhappy princes of the earth do not improvise fortunes as quickly as you enchanters. Oh, monseigneur, Said Cogliostro. "I would not have asked you for this sum, had I not known beforehand that you had it. I have five hundred thousand franc, thirty thousand in gold, eleven thousand in silver, and the rest in notes, which are in this bureau cabinet." The cardinal turned white. You knew this yes monseigneur and i know you have made great sacrifices to obtain it i have heard that you will pay heavily for it oh it is too true but monseigneur during these ten years i have often been in want and embarrassment yet i have kept this paper back so as not to trouble you Therefore, I do not think you can complain. Complain? Oh, no, sir. When you graciously lent me such a sum, I must ever remain your debtor. But during those ten years, there were twenty occasions when I could have repaid you with ease. While today the restitution you demand embarrasses me dreadfully you who know everything who read even hearts and penetrate the doors of cabinets doubtless know also the purpose for which this money was destined you are wrong monseigneur said cogliostro coldly My knowledge has brought me so much misery and disappointment that I no longer seek to penetrate the secrets of others. It concerned me to know whether you had this money, as I wished to claim it, but once having ascertained that, I did not trouble myself to think for what purpose it was destined. Besides, did I know it? it might seem so grave a matter as almost to force me to waive my claim, which really, at present, I cannot afford to do. Therefore, I prefer to be ignorant. Oh, monsieur, cried the cardinal, do not think I wish to parade my embarrassments in order to elude my debt. You have your own interest to look to— they are guaranteed by this paper which bears my signature that is enough you shall have your money although i do not think there was any promise to pay your eminence is mistaken in opening the paper he read these words i acknowledge the receipt of five hundred thousand francs from monsieur joseph balsamo which i will repay on demand Louis de Rohan. You see, Monseigneur, that I only ask my right. Besides, as this was a spontaneous loan by me to a man I hardly knew, the payment might have been equally spontaneous without waiting for me to claim it. But you did not think so. Well, Monseigneur, I withdraw this paper and bid you adieu.' "'No, Count,' replied the cardinal, "'a Rohan must not receive lessons in generosity. Besides, this is a mere question of honesty. Give me the paper, sir, and I will discharge my debt.' For a moment Cogliostro hesitated, for the pale face and distressed air of the cardinal inclined him to pity, but quickly hardening himself he handed him the paper. Monsieur de Rohan went to the cabinet and took out the money. There, said he, are your five hundred thousand francs, and I owe you two hundred and fifty thousand more for interest, which you shall have if you will give me time. Monseigneur, said Cogliostro. I lent five hundred thousand francs to Monsieur de Rohan, which he has paid me. He therefore owes me nothing more. I will take the notes with me and send for the money. I thank you for your compliance with my request. Then bowing, he left the room. Well, sighed Monsieur de Rohan. It is likely, at least, that the queen has the money and no joseph balsamo will come and take it from her End of chapter fifty seven recording by john van stan savannah georgia